Well, it wasn't easy, and that is an understatement for the Philadelphia Eagles to clinch the number one seed in the NFC and the NFC East Division Championship, but they did it tonight against the New York Giants with a 22-16 win at Lincoln Financial Field. Postgame show coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to the final regular season postgame show of the 2022 season. And it's brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown. 22 to 16, the final score. The Eagles improved to 14 and 3. On the season, their best record in franchise history. They are now the number one seed in the NFC and NFC East Division champions. The NFC playoffs will run through Lincoln Financial Field in just two weeks as the Eagles are the one seed now. The first time that's happened since they won the Super Bowl back in 2017. So that's the good news. The last time the playoffs had to run through, the Super Bowl had to run through Philadelphia. Now to get to Arizona, back then to get to Minnesota, the Philadelphia Eagles were world champions for the first time in their history. That is the good news. It is definitely eventually going to be a time to celebrate and feel good about this massive historic accomplishment. This regular season they had was truly Maybe the best in franchise history, even over that 2017 season. That's definitely the positive glass half full way to look at things. They got the job done. It wasn't the prettiest. That might be an understatement. It wasn't the prettiest way to do it, but the Eagles are the one seed and they are division champions. Considering where they were just two years ago in 2020, that's definitely something to celebrate. But I think personally, I'm going to be celebrating that in a few days because I'm pretty damn frustrated about the way that they got this done. And it's not fun that, again, this is a historic day. This is such a massive day to celebrate what the Eagles have done and you know what, how promising their future looks and how they have an amazing opportunity and one of the best chances to win a championship this year of any team. Again, having home field advantage, being the number one seed in the NFL it is such a massive advantage over being a top seed in any other playoff format in hockey, baseball, basketball. Being a one seed in the NFL is crucial, especially when you have the stadium in the city that's one of the hardest to play in in football. It's Philadelphia, it's Seattle, it's Buffalo, it's New Orleans. Philly is in that top tier. But it's very frustrating, and it's it's really hard to feel incredible about that accomplishment right now because this thing should have been locked up three weeks ago. They couldn't get the job done against the Dallas Cowboys. And I thought, okay, they have a backup quarterback in here, right? And Gardner Minshew, his first game on the national spotlight Christmas Eve against a really good 10 win Dallas Cowboys team. That's also playing for a chance at the time at the number one seed in the division. And you put up 34 points, like the Cowboys to beat Gardner Minshew had to put up 40 points in a shootout. That makes you feel really good considering where the Eagles were before that game. And then you're like, okay, let's wrap this thing up against New Orleans with Gardner Minshew. You know, you still have the flexibility two weeks still to wrap this thing up. Let Jalen Hurts heal that shoulder. 
you know, it was only one bad game from the defense. And like I said, the offense put up 34. And then against New Orleans, the offense puts up a stinker. The play calling was awful. The execution was awful. Gardner Minshew was bad. Lane Johnson getting hurt. So Jack Driscoll, the protection, not good on the right side. The defense, not good in the first half, allowing a 13-point deficit. And you're like, oh, man. I cannot believe we have one week left and this thing still isn't clinched up. There is still a chance you could be the five seed, the two seed, or the five seed worst case scenario. And the fact that Jalen Hurts has to play in week 18, frustrating. But hey, it's going to be against the New York Giants. Backups are probably going to kill New York. Jalen Hurts, maybe he'll play a quarter or two and then Gardner Minshew can close things out once you build a you know two, three, four score lead, right? Well, that wasn't the case again this week. The Eagles literally took the hardest path to clinch the one seed. Again, they did it. They're division champs. They're the number one seed. In a day or two, we're going to celebrate that and start moving forward towards the playoffs because 99% of this season was damn good for this team. 14 and three, you're a pretty good football team, the number one seed. But at the same time, the fact that you had to recover an onside kick with under two minutes to go, only leading Davis Webb and all New York Giants backups by six points is extremely frustrating, even considering, yes, the play calling was probably very vanilla today on offense. They did not use Jalen Hurts as a runner to get him through this game, to get him healthy and ready for the playoffs. The defense dominated pretty much the entire game over Davis Webb. You know, there's a lot of positives to look at and a lot of reasons this game was the way it was, but that still is not a good enough excuse, even with vanilla play calling, even if you handled this like a preseason game, even without Jalen Hurts, you know, running the football. When you have all starters out there on both sides of the ball, eight pro bowlers, elite players at every single position, starters, 22 of them on a 14 at the time, 13 win team. And it took you the entire game to put Davis Webb away, especially when you had five, six red zone trips that you had to settle for field goals, a career high five field goals today from Jake Elliott. And you're only up 19 to three heading into, you know, the fourth quarter or whatever it was. And then you allow two touchdowns for Davis Webb to only go down by six points. The fact that the giants had a chance. I mean, obviously Reed Blankenship did a great job recovering that on side, but the fact that the giants had a chance to put you potentially as the two seed, they they're lucky that, Washington beat the Dallas Cowboys because if the Eagles blew this game against the Giants and the Cowboys find a way to win, the Eagles are going on the road next week to Tampa Bay. The Eagles did everything they could to make that a reality. And that's extremely frustrating that that's been the case the last three weeks heading into the playoffs. The fact that you are not firing on all cylinders in what's supposed to be a historic season where you're a championship favorite, that is very frustrating. Again, they, they, did pretty much everything they could to screw it up. And they didn't. Again, they they took care of business, and the Dallas Cowboys blew it today, and they're looking like their typical January selves. And, uh, you know, at the same time, you look at two – I mean, it's frustrating. I'm, I'm pretty frustrated right now. I'm kind of at a loss for words, and um, I, I wonder what would have happened if the New York Giants played their starters today. It just feels like, yes, you're the one seed, but you almost – and – you know, you did earn it. You won 14 games this year. You built up a huge cushion where you were undefeated for the majority of the season and you were the best team in the league for, again, 90%. But it feels like you fell into the one seed that you needed help to get there. And the fact that that was the case when a month ago, 
it looked like you, it was a shoe in after the Chicago game, right? I mean, and what happens if Jacksonville doesn't beat Dallas in that overtime game? It, it just was way, I'm, I'm maybe being a little bit dramatic on this show because it's, I'm recording right after the game and I'm a little fired up, but the fact that it was this hard to accomplish this, considering the position you were in a month ago, um, definitely not ideal. But at the same time, home field advantage is so crucial in the NFL. The last time the Eagles were the one seed, they won a Super Bowl. And I still believe in this football team. You know, again, this feels very toxic in 2018, 2019, like where the result is there, but the way you got there doesn't feel sustainable and it doesn't feel great for your Super Bowl hopes. At the same time, I still believe this team is a Super Bowl contender. I still believe they should be one of the favorites, the favorite in the NFC and still one of the top five favorites in the NFL to win a title. I'm not bailing on this team. I don't think they're the 2018 Eagles. I don't think they're the 2019 Eagles, but definitely a frustrating night. And they held us back from really going all out to celebrate. The last two weeks they've did that. Even today, we were frustrated that you were in that position to begin with. It would have been nice if they at least gave us a blowout win against Davis Webb, and they couldn't even do that. We had to sweat it out until literally the final moment. I mean, I was losing my mind watching that football game. But I'll calm down. I'll realize the position the Eagles are in right now. I'll look back to how it's a pretty similar timeline to 2017. The Eagles in 2017 were limping their way into the one seed. They were limping their way into the playoffs. They had similar injuries at the time. And things worked out and they won a title. So I'll get back to being positive, Lou, coming up next, guys, right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. The Eagles take it over the New York Giants 22-16 to to wrap the one seed and the NFC East. Today's postgame show is brought to you by Tommy John's. Winter mornings are brutal, so here's my tip for tackling the day in comfort. Grab new Tommy John loungewear and take cozy wherever you go. When you start the year in Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Tommy John loungewear, pajamas, and underwear have dozens of comfort innovations like luxurious, soft, uh, tri-blended, and micro-model fabrics with four-way stretch and no lint balls or fuzz. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, people love Tommy John's. That's why Tommy John's, they don't have customers. They have fanatics like this Tommy John fanatic who raves, quote, I bought one pair of loungewear and after wearing them for two days, got all the other colors available. The only place I don't wear them is in the shower. I got a pair too, and I'm totally with that customer. They are awesome, especially living up in the Northeast. You need that comfort in times like January through March, some brutal winters. I've gone through a few blizzards already this year, and Tommy John's has had my back. Get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash lockdown. 20% off right now at tommyjohn.com slash lockdown. And guys, today's Lockdown Eagles is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when you're, it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Well, therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I've been using BetterHelp now for a few years. Felt like during the pandemic time, it was time to start getting into therapy. And I tell you what, it has done wonders for my mental health. Everybody deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. 
all the benefits of in-person therapy. Plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match up with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. So no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get better help. Head over and get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com when you go to betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, Eagles fans, thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure you also subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. 22-16, to 16, the Eagles take it over the New York Giants to improve to 14-3. and three. Heading into the playoffs, they are now the one seed in the NFC and their NFC East division champions. This is definitely not a season, though, where I'm going to buy playoff gear. I'm going to buy a division champions hat, even despite these last three games where you lose to the Dallas Cowboys and you allow 40 points, where you lose to the Saints and the offense was sputtering all over the place, where you beat the New York Giants backups by only six points. It has been a bad three-week stretch heading into the playoffs Definitely not a confidence booster when it comes to their chances to win a title, but I am not giving up on this football team. I still think the Philadelphia Eagles are a Super Bowl contender. I still think despite that negative first segment, which is the most negative I've been in a winning postgame show in years since 2018 or 2019, I still truly believe they're the best team in the NFC. And you look at the NFC, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, what they did against Washington today, they're up and down every year. Tampa Bay has been that way. Minnesota over this past month, even San Francisco has had their ups and downs. The New York Giants, the Green Bay Packers, the Seattle Seahawks, this entire conference has been doing all year what the Eagles have done the last three weeks. They still have the best roster of any of those teams. They have a healthy MVP caliber quarterback. And they have home field advantage over anybody. The playoffs in this conference is going to run through Philly. And that is why I'm still feeling like this team is a title contender. And even compared to the AFC, I still think they're in that top tier with the Buffalo Bills, with the Kansas City Chiefs, with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm still feeling confident in that. It is really funny how this timeline is so similar to 2017, where you are firing on all cylinders for 90% of the year. Then your quarterback goes down and things get shaky on offense, on defense as well. The defense feels more pressure to you know overcompensate and you kind of limp into the playoffs. You just barely beat an inferior team at the time. It was the Oakland Raiders to get the one seed. And then you get a couple weeks to regroup, to get healthier, to get Nick Foles acclimated. They win a gritty game against Atlanta and then the offense explodes against Minnesota and New England to win a championship. The difference, again, like I said earlier, is the Eagles have that same situation now, but it would be like if Carson Wentz came back against Atlanta or basically an elite quarterback comes back, and that's exactly what happened. Nick Foles turned into what Carson Wentz was in the regular season when Foles took over in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts, that's the good news. He is healthy. Was he amazing today? No. Finished the day, let's see, Passing-wise, 20 of 35 for 229 yards, no touchdowns, a really bad forced interception um, in the red zone. But at the same time, you look at Jalen today, they really did not run him at all. Only nine carries for 13 yards, and none of those were manufactured touches. So I think that's part of why the offense struggled was any plays that they've used all year 
that had to do with his threat to run the football. RPOs, you know, there wasn't a lot of runs out of shotgun today where Hertz had the opportunity to pull the football, even in scramble drills, like, you know, passing plays that broke down where, you know, Hertz could roll out and, and find Devontae Smith for a 20 yard game. Hertz wasn't being as aggressive. He wasn't using his legs. And so that's part of why the offense definitely struggled in the red zone, taking away that running threat. You know, a power quarterback like that in the red zone is huge. So you took that away. That, and everything was really vanilla. You could tell the Eagles were just trying to do the bare minimum to get this win. That's definitely reason to be optimistic too, is I think the play calling in two weeks will definitely open up in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts will have two more weeks to rest that shoulder, and then they're not holding him back in the playoffs. They're not going to be conservative. They're going to say, go win us a championship. So that's definitely a reason to feel good. And the other thing too is I think the offense was just trying to put this game away early. I think they wanted, and that's why they passed so much, you know, 35 attempts and they threw a lot in that first half. And that's part of why Hertz had that uncharacteristic red zone interception. His first of the year was he was trying to put this game away. They were trying to score touchdowns, not field goals. So they could start the backups finally and have the starters get some rest. So I think the pressing and being aggressive to try to put it away, the lack of you know in-depth play calling and utilizing Jalen Hurts' legs, that definitely is part of why they struggled. And you know that's going to change in two weeks when they get healthier. Jalen has two more weeks to get healthy. The play calling opens up. Lane Johnson hopefully comes back too. I'll tell you what, that's a huge difference as well. These last three games, not having Lane Johnson healthy, man, talk about some of the most valuable players that aren't playing the quarterback position. Lane Johnson seems like every time, every year where Lane gets hurt and he goes out of the lineup, this offense does not look nearly the same. And it makes sense. He hasn't allowed a sack in two years, but they have not looked close to being the same offense without Lane Johnson. Of course, again, in two of those games, they didn't have Jalen Hurts, but you get Jalen back now, you get Lane Johnson back. That's another reason I'm feeling pretty confident about this football team heading into the playoffs. But I definitely am more skeptical than I was a month ago. They need to take these three games seriously because even with the injuries, even with the limited play calling, the coaching was not good the previous two weeks. The execution has been pretty sloppy. There's been some key penalties in some big spots. There's been some key turnovers on offense in big spots. The defense has been inconsistent at times, and they've let inferior football teams back in and move the football. So they really have to take what's going on right now 100% seriously. And to do what they did in 2017 and turn things around. But at the same time, like I've said on this show over the last few weeks, I trust this football team to hold themselves accountable, to not, you know, to use these games as a learning example and not just say, hey, see this tape, let's throw it out the, the window. Let's completely forget about it. No, this team, I guarantee you tonight, is not celebrating. They're not gonna be in the locker room, you know, with their selfie, with, with their selfies and being on their phone, taking live streams with their division champs gear on and you know, saying one seed baby, like, you know, they're gonna be happy and definitely celebrate that. But uh, this is the kind of Eagles team that I feel like is very good at holding themselves accountable, that they won't be satisfied. You know, Jalen Hurts is that way. And they know that although it was good enough today to be the one seed and win the division, the product of football they're playing these past three weeks, that's not good enough to win a championship. That's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. And the last time they were in a, kind of a, a downturn like this, you look at those two weeks against Washington and you look at the game against Indianapolis. They turned it around and had the best month of football they've had. 
Now you get two weeks to game plan for an opponent in the playoffs, two more weeks to get healthy, give them an opportunity to bounce back like that again with your MVP quarterback. So I think that's a, you know, a bunch of reasons why I still feel like this team is a championship team. It's been a toxic three weeks, but I'm still not ready to say they're the 2018 Eagles or the 2019 Eagles. I still believe this team has the capability, has the potential to be the 2017 version that can win a championship. I want to get into an overall review of this season to wrap up the postgame show. Coming up next, right here on Locked on Eagles, a 22-16 to win over the New York Giants. And guys, today's postgame show is sponsored by Ultimate Football GM. Really geeked out about our new sponsors. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of the season, all in this challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want to, when you want to. We've been having a lockdown league over the last month. It's been really, really fun and competitive. We've got some crazy people on this network. Lockdown Eagles listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in the game store. That's LOCKDOWN, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, this is the final Lockdown Eagles of the regular season. The final postgame show, that is, the 22-16 win over the New York Giants, clinched the number one seed and the NFC East Division Championship. Again, my confidence level with this team heading into the playoffs, still very high. You have your MVP caliber quarterback healthy. He returned to the lineup. The play calling will open back up in the postseason. Lane Johnson's going to come back. Josh Sweat's going to come back. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson returned to the lineup today. I thought he looked really sharp. This team overall outside of Avante Maddox is going to be at full strength. You have the one seed. You're playing with home field advantage. The playoffs run through Philadelphia. It runs through Lincoln Financial Field. You didn't blow it. You're not the five seed having to get three road wins like you would have been last year to win a championship. You only need two wins at the link against an unpredictable NFC with all these other teams, even San Francisco and Dallas and Tampa Bay, Green Bay, all these teams that seem like legitimate threats. They've been inconsistent too. You just need two wins against those opponents to still make a Super Bowl. So I'm still feeling very confident in this team. The timeline is too similar to 2017 for me to stop believing. But I will say, the last month, you look at the win against Chicago, and they struggled to get that win against an inferior opponent. The loss to Dallas, the loss to New Orleans, and barely a win against Giants backups today definitely made me a little bit more nervous about where this team is at. A little bit. We'll see what happens, um, but I'm still pretty confident that this team can compete for a championship. And, you know, to kind of celebrate, just to kind of be positive to end this postgame show. And again, we'll, we'll definitely get more positive as the week goes on and we start to look forward to the playoffs and kind of look at the season as a whole rather than just zooming in on this one game on the postgame show. But I will kind of end the show doing that right now. This one seed and this season of 2022 being 14 and three, being the one seed, winning the division, the way you've won games this year with how fun it's been, the most points for the Eagles 
in a single season franchise history, uh, topping the 2014 Eagles to see all these games where they're putting up 30 plus points and running the ball at an elite level, passing the ball at an elite level, getting an MVP caliber quarterback back onto this football team, having receivers breaking records. You know, AJ Brown today set the single season record for most yards by an Eagles receiver by any Eagle breaking Mike Quick's record, which is been there for a for decades, right? And Devontae Smith today and AJ Brown breaking the single season record for receptions by a wide receiver in a season. You know, seeing that, seeing on defense how they were two sacks away from tying the 85 Bears for the most sacks in a single season to see how they led the league in turnovers the entire year. It was just such an incredible season with so many fun moments and it's not stopping yet. They're the one seed. The playoffs are going to run through Philadelphia. It just means a lot to me. You know, is this, if they win a championship, will it mean more than your first one? You know, you can probably see for my YouTube listeners, you can see my reaction to them winning a title in Philly in 2017. Nothing will ever top that first moment of, you know, getting a ring because you've never known what that feels like. And it's as euphoric and as satisfying as you think it's going to be. Um, but at the same time, this year has meant a lot, almost just as much because of different reasons. Like you look at where the Eagles were two years ago in 2020, a four win season. You think you have your quarterback that just came off an incredible historic run of his own in 2019, considering the circumstances that Wentz won the division in uh, back in 2019 to have him collapse at a historic level despite just giving him a $100 million contract, you think he's your guy for 10 years at least. You can relax and just think about roster building around the most important position in sports. He collapses. Your Super Bowl head coach gets fired. The roster completely collapsed. Injuries everywhere. You have no idea who the young pieces are of the future. Everything in disarray. After three straight playoff runs, a championship win just three years before, you're thinking, I mean, your brain, I mean, it was just such a, a quick collapse, a quick historic turnaround in, I don't want to say a turnaround, a turnaround in the wrong direction of epic proportions that I don't think any of us really emotionally prepared for. And it's kind of fitting that it happened in the year of the pandemic. The pandemic did the same thing to all of us, where none of us expected that to impact this country and this earth the way that it did in the shutdown and the, you know, what it did to our emotional, you know, stance and everybody's health. It was just a debilitating year. And to have the Eagles kind of, I don't want to say add insult to injury because a pandemic obviously is just so serious in comparison to sports, but you know what I mean? Like, and then the Eagles have this unexpected complete collapse too. And such a trying year already. I was spent, you know, you guys know me. I was all in on the Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson era, and I was not happy with the decisions they made after the 2020 season to move on from those two staples. And the fact that they kept Howie Roseman, I did not feel good about the future of this team. I did not predict that not only would they make the playoffs the year after that 2020 season, but the fact that two years later, they have returned to where they were in that era, in 2017 specifically, where they're the one seed, where they have one of the best young offensive coaches in the league that players love to play for. They have a great assisting coaching staff where you have an MVP quarterback again. Jalen Hurts took off his glasses and you found out he was the beautiful girl. He was the beautiful MVP quarterback that you didn't expect you had, that you were looking everywhere else for. You know, the fact that all of that happened and 
Howie Roseman got back to doing what he did best, right? Nailing free agent signings and being aggressive with trades for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and, you know, uh, A.J. Brown and landing James Bradbury and Hassan Riddick and, you know, go trading up for Jordan Davis. And, you know, everything he did, it, it, it worked just to a perfect stance. And then, you know, he got lucky with the Jalen Hurts move for sure because he wanted Russell Wilson and some other quarterbacks. But then he learned from his mistakes of the past too. He learned from his mistakes of, you know, the Carson Wentz era where he supplied Jalen Hurts with the best weapons and the best support system that you could possibly think of. And, you know, he nailed the draft classes of the past two years. Howie Roseman was an awful drafter before that. Let's be honest. Yeah, he nailed the 2018 draft. Outside of that, Bust after bust after bust, especially in the early rounds, where these past two years, you have built up a young core where, yeah, your short-term window right now is championship or bust, but long-term, this isn't like 2017 where you had, what, the second oldest roster in football? This team isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And the, the turnaround of Howie Roseman, there's just so many incredible storylines. I could do another four hours of this show going in-depth you know, with every single aspect, how even Howie Roseman has a top 10 pick now next year with the New Orleans Saints trade, how he had his cake and he ate it too, where he made aggressive moves for the now without sacrificing the future, you know, using that Carson Wentz trade, learning from that mistake and, you know, using that, those picks to rebuild the future, just an incredible job from the general manager, the front office, the ownership, the coaching staff, the players this year, you know, the guys that we didn't expect to be as big contributors as they were to be MVP candidates and, you know, TJ Edwards taking the step he did this year. And then all the newcomers stepping up and gelling together and the veterans accepting old, you know, smaller roles like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, man, just so many amazing stories of the season. 2022 was definitely one of the best regular seasons of my life as an Eagles fan at 25 years old. And I really want this journey to continue. It's why I was so pissed off in that first segment is because I hold this team to a really, really high standard this year. I've seen them at their best blowing Washington and Minnesota out of the water early in the year in Pittsburgh, in Tennessee, in the run they were on against Green Bay in New York. I've seen what this offense can do when they're firing on all cylinders and what this defense can do when they're firing on all cylinders. I'm not buying you know division championship gear this year like I did in 2019, like I did last year when I bought a playoff shirt. The expectations then were different. I was just happy to be in the playoffs last year. I was just happy Carson Wentz went on his run in 2019. The same thing with 2018. I was just happy they pulled a rabbit out of the hat and made the postseason. This year, my expectations are Super Bowl or bust. I'm not buying an NFC East titles hat. I'm not buying a playoff shirt. That's why I've been mad about these last three weeks. And you guys have all been too. And I'm losing my voice. I apologize. I'm getting passionate here. <laughs> I expect more of this football team. And I expect in two weeks, they're going to look like the team of 2017, where they went through a rough, a rough patch there for a while, but they turned things around and in the playoffs. They were ready to go. They were pissed off at themselves. They were pissed off at the country for maybe doubting them as a one seed. If that happens again this week, you know Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, they're going to have whiteboard material, and this team's going to turn it around. I still believe that even through a very frustrating last three games, including tonight. But for now, celebrate. They're the one seed. 
They're the NFC East division champions, 22 to 16 win tonight over the New York Giants. That's going to do it for the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, check out the NFL Lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the local insight you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Lockdown NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Same for Lockdown Eagles. Find us on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well, and on Twitter, at LockdownBirds and at DiBiaseLoe. Once again, final score, 22-16. to 16. The Eagles take it over the New York Giants. I'm Louis DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, Birds. <laughs>